Alright guys, so we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Grind Time Experience Podcast. Episode 4. Episode 4, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Will Beckford. My co-host, Riley O'Neill. They say, call them... Your mom's favorite trend. We're getting... I'm not going to call you, see how I didn't do it that time. I'm not going to do it, but you're more than welcome to do it, but... We're getting there. You're kind of getting there. You're definitely kind of getting there. Uh, like we said before, this is an interactive podcast, so you will hear a little breathing, heavy breathing. You may hear the weights clanking. You may hear a grunt here and there. You know what I mean? Try to keep the mics a little. But the goal is to motivate you to get to the gym and do some grunts and some heavy breathing of your own. So that's why this is an interactive podcast, and we want to motivate you guys to get going. Now, first and foremost, before we move any further, we like to send a shout out to the sponsors grind time fitness so for any of your fitness needs go to www.grindtimefitness.com and you know send a message and for anything you need that's fitness related we got you all right now first and foremost right after that we got to go into the workout of the day so for the workout of the day we're going to do a dense strength block of overhead press all right so that's 10 sets 10 reps one minute of rest in between the next thing we're going to do is dumbbell one arm row. We got four sets of 10, and then for our circuit, we're going into dumbbell alternate bench. We got dumbbell front raise. Then we got a dumbbell curl to high pull. The last thing we got is wide grip pull-ups. And for core, well, that's the last thing we got in the circuit. And then for core, we got planks, all right? Hope you guys are ready to grind, all right? Hope you guys are ready for hilarious, informal <laughs> show and you know, hope you guys are ready to work. Without further ado, let's get this thing rocking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All yes, right. sir. All right, man. So, yo, let's talk about what's happening, my I brother. I can't believe we're starting off this podcast. Huh? But we're starting off this podcast. Yeah, bro. A little embarrassing. Is but that, you know what? I know. I know. I was cracking up, bro. So, I had Thanksgiving down in Texas, as we know. As we know. And I get there, you know, my mom's got the whole nice little setup. Right. With it looked fire. It was, it, you know, it was pretty fire. So we uh, set up. She's got like the car set up with right. all the names on it. And I'm going right. through. Next thing you know, I noticed my card with my name is at the kid table. Right, right. Now, I'm 22 you, years old. You was, at the, you was at the kid's table? Yeah. Now, I'm 22 years old. I got my own place, play my own bills. You know how it is. But I was still Damn, dude. And I was so, a little bit upset. So they put you at the kids' table, bro. Yeah. You said that kind of low. I didn't want everybody to hear it. I mean, but it, when you say kids' table, is it your, like, Like, we got siblings? two tables. Yeah, so it's me, all my siblings, cousins, and then there's the other the table. little cousins. Little co- I'm the oldest. I'm the so, oldest. So, and the, 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 the next age? The next age is my sister, who's 20. I'm 22. Right. But then it just keeps going down from there. How do we determine, you know, when... <laughs> 
it's time to actually, you know, sit at the adults table. I thought I was going to be there. I was like, this is the year. I'm finally going to make it up. And I didn't. Right. Maybe I got to have, have to have kids of my own. Maybe I got to, I don't know, man. You got to be more successful than hey, your but parents. I was, I, was at the head, I was at the head of the kids table, though. I wasn't on the side. I, ain't a, that, I guess that ain't that bad. I'm running. You better believe I'm running the shit out of the kids' table. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that table's mine. <laughs> right, right. Stopping the kids and getting cornbread, yeah. bro. Nope, nope. Sit down. Yep, yep. Sit down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, that's crazy. They, they, they have to ask me. Maybe excused. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. Excuse them to go to the bathroom. Sit, sit, sit down. That, that, that's cap. Yeah, that's cap. <laughs> <laughs> that's cap. Nah. So it's crazy because. It's hard, like, how do you determine when you're at the age to where you can mingle with your parents? Right. Like, you can sit down, you can, li- you, you know what I mean? How well, does that? I'm curious how many families actually have two tables. Like, right. When you guys had Thanksgiving, did you have one big hole? Yeah, table? yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Everybody so just like, is, you know what I mean? For the families out there that have the kids' table and the adult table, I couldn't tell you the answer, but I'm curious as to what gets you promoted up to that adult table because I'd like to know. I mean, you're 22. Yeah. College graduate. Pay all your own bills. Doing my thing. Doing your thing. I just don't know when it... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. His parents always try to keep that separation. It was probably way bigger of a deal to me than it was to them. They probably even didn't think twice about no, it. No, but you said, you told Mike. you like, Mike, we're like, what's yeah. up? You told <laughs> your dad. dad. Yeah, yeah Mike's his dad. Like, I was like, hey, what, what, what's going on here? So you told Mike, like. He was like, hey, man, I didn't set the shit up, but. <laughs> yeah, but you got to sit over there. Yeah, you got to sit over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. I don't know, man. It was a good Thanksgiving, though. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Everything was, was good. Get, it was great to get down there. How many, how many of y'all, you know, how many of you, you guys were at the house at the time? So we got me. There's five in my family. One, two, three, four. Six in my family. My three siblings, me, my dad, and my stepmom. Right. And then my cousins who got aunt, uncle, and they got four kids, too. Usually my grandpa's there. You know, we got my uncle and his kids are there, but... Because of COVID, we kind of had to keep it small. But so there was, you know, 16 of us. Right. It was good. It was the first time in a year, a full 12 months, that me, my sisters, my brother, and my dad were all in the same house at the same time together. Yeah. So that was a blessing. That's actually, that's, that's dope. You know what I mean? For us, yeah, it was short, man. What you know you what I mean? It's probably like, like not short. It was actually short, and it was way less people. Yeah, it was like thirty. Normally, like thirty people, man. But for us, it's like seven people. Yeah, me, the kids, food the was wife. Fire. Oh, the food was always fire. The food you leftovers, fire. bro. I did, but it was like on the same day. So not like a little. Trip. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Just remember now, we do not. You do not. Touch you do not. Though. You know what it was? Like, I was still there, so it's kind of like... Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's same day eating doesn't count as leftovers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're good. So it's like, it, it wasn't it was as bad. bad. Yeah. You get a little pass on that. Right. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, for us, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, I made sure I didn't go crazy. Right. The initial. I ate then, no dessert, man. No dessert. None? None at all. I was proud of myself. For me, man, that wouldn't... That, 
That wasn't going to happen? Nah, never. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you get? Sweet potato pie, strawberry shortcake. I don't go crazy on it, though. Like, I'm not... You got a sliver. I'm not... Yeah, I'm getting a little sliver. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But for the most part, that's what it is, man. It's like, if I'm not doing that on a day-to-day -day basis on a holiday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my thing. Yeah. And then I just bounce back. You know what I mean? But we had four, man. We got a couple more. But Thanksgiving overall, good for me. Right. Sounds like you had a good one, too. We got to talk about... The poll. The poll, yeah. You versus I. Yeah. Go ahead and explain what yeah, we're so, about. Yeah, so, you know, me and Riley was chopping it up, and we was talking about when you talk to yourself, because we all talk to ourselves. And, uh, you know, we was talking about when you do talk to yourself, do you talk to yourself in third person? And I told him, like, that's how I communicate. Like, that's how I talk, talk to myself. I say you, you know? And uh, he couldn't believe it. Well, because I say I, you know? So, like, if I'm getting up in the morning and I don't want to get up, I'd say, dang, like, I got to get up, man. And what you were saying is you say, come on, you got to get up, man. Right, you. You. And I say I. Right, right. So, now, yeah. I did a poll. I did a poll based on you and I on my Instagram, and Riley sadly found out that most people use you when they're talking to I themselves. I lost by a long shot. By a long it shot. It wasn't even close. Right. Which now gets me thinking, what am I doing wrong, man? What does that make me now that I'm yeah. saying I? Make, it, make, make you a little self-centered. Does that make me self-centered? Is that, no. I don't know. Because, I mean, we was, we was talking to one of the dads that comes to the gym, and he said the same thing. He was like, he used you. And, you know, on top of the pole, then on top of communicating and talking to people that actually come to the gym, you know, Riley was starting to feel a little off Yeah. about his thought process. I'm genuinely curious, though, as to what, like, if there even is a meaning behind that or if we're kind of just, like, in a, thinking about it in great detail. But is there a deeper meaning behind why people would say you and why people would say I? Because I never even considered... Like, I've never once said you in my head, I don't think. Right. You know what I mean? And I wonder what about myself makes me do that instead of say you. I think it could be a deeper meaning, but it's not. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, but I'm not a psychiatrist either, so. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But Maybe you speak to a professional, they may say, yeah. you know what I mean? They may, they may beg to differ. Right. But uh, that was funny. It's very, super interesting. Right, right, right. I would have never even. Right, right. Like before you brought it up that you said you, I never even considered that anybody said that. Right. I always thought it would die. Like, oh, yeah. I got it, you know. Nah, man, that, that was interesting. And then with the poll, man, everybody, it was a huge it was, margin. It was, yeah, it was. You know, <laughs> he, thought, he thought it was cap. He thought everybody was just saying it because I said it. They got to be. <laughs> yeah, he was like, bro, they got to be capping. But nah, man, I'm telling you, that's just. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I feel like I got to speak to myself a certain way, and I can't be doing that by saying I. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, in order to, like, like you got to, really like, motivate yourself. It's all motivation. You got to, rem I see So it's just saying. like me speaking to somebody else. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I say I, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, over the years, man, I've been able to motivate myself way more by doing it that way than saying I, you know, so. You if know. you're listening to this, start to pay attention. Yeah. On. Say to yourself. No doubt. Because we're on our we're on our seven set. This seven or eight. This is seven. 
So a lot like episode three, where we did the dance with the dumbbell bench, this is the same type of concept with the 10 reps of 10 sets. We're just doing a different exercise. So that's the beauty of dense training, is you can do it really with anything, you know? Exactly, and um, we're doing this, see we're not going crazy heavy. Like my shoulders has been kind of bothering me, so toning it down. So what we're doing is we're doing a dense strength block, lowering the weight, getting more reps, limiting the, uh, the rest of recovery time. It's kind of, you know, we're kind of getting the work done without having to load the bar with so much weight. So right. doing dense strength, man, there's so many different ways of, you know, getting to that ultimate goal of being stronger, getting leaner, building muscle mass. So that's what we do. So we try to uh, use these strength blocks in different ways to get the goal accomplished. And that's building muscle, getting stronger, as well as, uh, you know, increasing endurance. So, bro, let's talk about what you're listening to. Yeah, we, we yeah, yeah, it was yeah. This is also something that was super interesting. Uh-huh. So this week, you know, all the music platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, we're both Apple Music guys, which is another big debate that we won't necessarily get into right now. But we both listen to Apple Music, and because 2020 is coming to an end, they give you, you know, your top 10 artists that you've been listening to how many hours you've been listening to them, what your favorite song of the year was, and all that. So me and Pop sat down and kind of went over both of our lists and some cool stuff on there. You know right. what I mean? I mean, your list was crazy, bro. Yeah. I listen to a lot more music than you right? in terms of hours. So that. for Riley, he had Tory Lanez, he listened for 45 hours. Number one, Tory right? Lanez. Then he had... Lil Uzi Vert, he listened to for 33 hours. Then we ha he had Young Boy, NBA Young Boy, he listened to for 32 hours. Young Thug, he listened to for 28 hours. And then Pop Smoke, another 23 hours. That's a lot of time, bro. It's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. So that's his top five. His top five was Tory, Tory Lanez, Lil Uzi Vert, Young uh, boy. NBA Young Boy, Young Thug, and pop smoke. That's a good top five right there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's bro. A good top five. That's a solid top five for sure. That's a good top five. Um, it's crazy because for my top five, I did mine, and my top five was Roddy Rich, Lil Wayne, Tupac, Nipsey Hussle, and Lil Baby. And it's crazy when we the hours was Roddy Rich was nine hours, Lil Wayne was eight hours, Tupac was five hours, Nipsey Hussle was five hours, and uh, Lil Baby was five hours. Like you're number one was nine hours. Yeah, I know. Which is 36 hours less exactly. than my number one. It's crazy. That you means know. you listen to a lot, are, lot you know, of okay, music, Let's look bro. at it like this. Huh? So all of your artists combined around there is about like 30 hours. Right. So I listen to one artist for more hours than you listen to all the all music. Exactly. That's crazy. I know. I think that's, that's so cool to look and it, at. It's, yeah, nah, it's crazy, bro. But let's talk about like... Your favorite artist, like, so is the, the number one guy your favorite artist, or is that just... Well, in this case, I would say Tory Lanez is my favorite artist. I think that, you know, Tory Lanez is a guy. Now, I'm not putting him on that same pedestal as Drake, but I think he's very similar in a way that he kind of covers a lot of different genres. He's got a lot of different flows. He's got some R&B stuff. Right. He's got some rap stuff, so it's easy 
for me to listen to a guy like Tory Lanez a lot because he's got so much different type of music. Yeah, but you got, he's your number one guy yeah. that you listen to the whole year, but you say he's not your favorite artist. No, I'm saying he is probably my favorite artist. But I you, would uh, is, is he or is he not? He's it's not, crazy. He's not like an easy, right, true. He's not That's like what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how you gonna, how you gonna listen I'm to somebody? Say he's not you got hundreds of hours of listening time. Right. You got this guy that's the, he's your top True. guy, but he's not your favorite artist. What I think why Tory Lanez was my number one listen to artist this year is because right in like the middle of quarantine, back like in over the, it was over the summer. Right. So like quarantine hit, all that COVID stuff hit, and then about like two months into it, now it's summertime. Right. And I'm just like listening to a lot of music because I right. really have any, nothing else to do. I got the last one. And Tory Lanez has got just a lot, a lot of his music is just like that like summer vibe, you know what I mean? Right. So I think that COVID got me to a point where I was maybe even listening to the most music over the course of one day that I ever had been just because I had nothing to do. And that's kind of why he reached the number one spot. Right. That's just my take on it. Could be wrong, but I also did a lot of traveling, but we couldn't fly. Right. So I spent a lot of hours. Oh in the wow! Car. Yeah, driving. You True. know what I'm saying? So True. six hours there, ten hours there. You know what I mean? When you said traveling, I was thinking you were saying like flying, but but you could different. You know, because this was during COVID. Yeah. So it's not like I was getting on a plane. I was hopping in my car, driving for hours. Right. So yeah, and and then for me, Roddy Rich. I have Roddy Rich, number one. You like that album? Yeah, I like the album. I think it was. It was fire. Yeah, it, the album was crazy, was bro. Yeah. And, you know, and then I have Lil Wayne. I mean, I think the reason why I have these guys in the top, because Tupac is my favorite artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Uh, of all time? All time, bro. Yeah. All time, all time. And then right now, man, like, you know, these guys are not even my, like, favorite, like, now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, not a lot of them. You know what I mean? Lil Baby album was crazy. I was surprised that you only had that many hours on there, though, because you and me talk about music all the time. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to, you know, being a music connoisseur, I'm not like, I call myself a music connoisseur, but it, when you look at the, the data, it's not so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I listen to music, like when I'm training, when yeah. I'm working out. Mm -hmm. But when I'm in the car, do I listen to like podcasts, yeah, yeah, uh, audio books? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. That time I think, that you could be listening to music. Yeah, I could be listening things. to music. I'm listening to other things. So um, we got one on row. Just thinking about that is like that's the dynamic right. of, you know, the music. So I think it's super cool that Apple Music and Spotify and all that stuff do that, though. I know, bro. Great. Another stat, too, that it showed us is you, over the course of the year, listened to like around 250 new artists. Yeah, true. I, and I listened to about around 1,100 new artists. Right. Which is you know, the crazy differential is you know what you like. Right. You know, that's kind of what you listen to. Where me, on the other hand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. From the numbers, it right. shows that. And you know what it is? I think I think it shows the difference on the new artist simply because, you know, you're consuming way more music. You know, you're going to have that point the way you're just consuming. Those new artists is going to always be in there. So I like it, though, because, you know, on social media, a lot of people put music on their social media for other people to see throughout the year. And most of the time, I'm generally not all too interested. But I will say, when this time of year comes around, I am really curious to see what everyone's been listening to. I think right. it's a really cool thing that 
these you know music platforms allow us to share with each other like this is you know what i mean i like it no nah, no doubt yeah yo let's go on to our next segment man what you watching we're both watching the same <laughs> thing this week bro the undoing the undoing on hbo max the undoing is crazy is bro crazy this guy been trying to get me to watch the undoing for the longest i thought it was cap you know i thought it was like you thought I was you know, hyping it up a little bit. Yeah, I thought you. I thought it was like. I would never lead you in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I see. I now I see the light. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Once, uh, after episode one, it's like that beam of light came down from the sky. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw my boy. I saw my boy coming down like. <laughs> my like face this. like that. I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Um. Nah, but it was, it's it's dope, man. That show is. It is crazy. If you're like, if you like murder mysteries. Suspense. If you like stuff that will keep you on your toes. Suspense, man. Suspenseful. You know, your heart's beating just a little bit faster than normal right. when you're watching that show. Right. Now, now, what's the number one takeaway from the, the show? When I say takeaway, I'm saying like what, what you've learned from the show that you can take with you. The Go number ahead. one thing I'm going to take away from the show and kind of what I think the whole, what whoever created the show, what the whole point of it was is... You never really know what is going on in somebody's personal life, ever. No matter right. how close you are to an individual, something like that happens, and immediately you start to question everything, any, any type, all. Like, they were married for, what, 13 years? And as soon as she, the wife heard one story, immediately she started. She loses trust, just like that. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't blame her. I would do the same thing. Right. But it's crazy how, like, as soon as you hear something that you are unaware of, all that trust goes away. No, no doubt. Now that's 100%. And it goes to show that, you know, the trust is so sacred. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's with anything, man. You can't break that trust. It takes one time to break that trust. I mean, that's an extreme. And a lifetime to get that trust back. Exactly. So, it's extreme. But, uh, and the, you know, the guy's an idiot, bro. I'm a little bit farther than you. You're on episode what? Three. Nah, you almost, you done. I finished, yeah. I yeah, yeah. just I'm finished a, like five. I got two more episodes. Like two hours before we right. recorded this podcast. I but. know you're a savage, bro. <laughs> I thought you'd been finished the show. What I think the show does a great job of is it gives you, like, what's, like, for example, like the main character, the mom, is elite at her job. You know what I mean? Right. And now, the dad, too. Exactly. But now that you know, because she's a, uh, psychiatrist right so now that you know she's this like super successful psychiatrist whenever she's talking to people you kind of get a better understanding of what she's thinking about right but when she talks to people she's judging them and reading them way at a way higher level than anybody else in the show is because of what she does right and i think the show does a good job of helping you know that without like telling you that that's what she's doing i'm gonna tell you though it also shows that people that you feel got it all together don't, don't really it. have it all together yeah it's like mike tyson say everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth and that's the thing her whole career has been helping people keep their marriage together right. helping husbands stop cheating helping wives stop cheating and now she doesn't know what to do she don't hers. know what to do yeah. She lost. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But we were talking about that one scene. Maybe the best scene. Don't don't spoil her. No, we were talking about earlier. The dad going into the school 
him being like, oh yeah, yeah, her dad, yeah. I don't want to give any spoilers. Yeah, but, but the dad, he's is a boss. A savage. He's a boss. He's a savage. And that's sometimes, sometimes, that's what it is, because because people play with you until they know what you're really what you're really about. So for him, don't he say, was like, don't say why he was mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't but for nothing. him, he was like. Nah, y'all not going to just do me any kind of way. Yeah. Like, I'm not the person to play I'm with. not, I'm not, you know. So, so I'm switching up my, when you ask me what's my biggest takeaway from that right. show, that's my answer. Watching that, that dad, the way that that dad acts, like, makes me right. want to be like that. Because it, it, it goes to show that just because someone is generous doesn't mean you can take advantage of them. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Just because they're generous doesn't mean you can take from them. They may give and be work, generous. Work. I like that more. I like that more because them. that's. That that was more of the premise. Right. So anyway, guys, so before we <laughs> I know we get into it, we just did our dense uh strength block on shoulder overhead press, barbell uh shoulder overhead press. We did 10 to 10 there. We did a total of hundred reps. So of course, shoulder overhead press, the focus is the shoulders. Now we're doing one arm row. The uh focus is back. We're doing four sets of ten. You know, slow under control. We're not going too crazy with the weight. But what we're, at, what we're definitely getting the work done. Uh, we got one more set here, and then we're going into our circuit, our four different exercises, alternate dumbbell bench, dumbbell front raises, dumbbell curl to high pull, and then wide grip pull-ups. And after that, we're going to do core. All right. So that scene yep. was, I don't know, because you were telling me about all the other stuff, and I went to talking about that, and you was like, yo. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Definitely got to check that show out. I would right. recommend it to anybody. All right, so now we're getting into our segment of Mind Your Business. This, set, this part will be, we won't spend too, too much time on it. It's a simple idea. You know, in this business, it's a service business. So, you know, whether you're doing it, having a service, you know, you sell a service or you sell a product, you know, a lot of it is still the same. It's all relative. You know, it's all relative. And um, it's going to all come down to how you make people feel right. that decides to become a client or work with you in any form, shape, or fashion, right? Right. It could be a client. It could be a coworker. It could be really anything that any other person who's involved in your business. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it's all about how you make them feel, right? Yeah. So the point is the way that you make people feel, you know, you will see that direct impact repercussions. Repercussion. Or impact. I mean, however you want to. Yeah. However you want to put it. Yeah. Straight back into your business. Right. So a business like your business, our business that we do every day, when people walk through the front door, you want to make them feel your energy, feel confident about themselves immediately, right. feel excited. Right. You know what I mean? And then you'll get back that same type of energy. Exactly. So. And, you know, just like Riley said, it's all about how you make people feel. You know, are you getting them excited? Are you warm? When you, you know, make that first contact, you know, you know, are you enthusiastic? Do they feel like you really care? You really give a, you know what I mean? These are the things that is super important. Most people are looking at generating leads and getting people into your business. But what happens after you get a person through the door is the game changer on whether you're successful or not. So uh, be mindful of, you know, those first touch points and how you communicate with whoever uh, is a potential client to your business because it's a game changer. You know what I mean? You come off as arrogant, self-centered. You come off as cold. You come off as, you know, standoffish. Then that energy will be reciprocated right back to you. Um, and that's not like 
the type of energy you want if you're trying to grow a business. So just be mindful. And I think that same thought process can then go into if you're running a business and you have, you know, employees under you or coworkers or whatever, and you're a leader in your business, it's the same type of thing. If you want to run a successful business, you want the people that work for you to feel your positive energy. It's Without a doubt. You treat your coworkers. You Without know a doubt. And, and, and just exactly. And like any facet of life. So if you want to be a good leader, you want to run this successful business, you got to make sure that you're giving that positive energy or however you want your business to run to not only your clients, but also to who you're working so you, with. And that's, that's just as important, bro. You know, that's the leadership the people that work, The people that work with you is just as important, right. if not more important. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you can't be a leader and look for that type of, you know, look for that type of atmosphere if you're not putting out that type of atmosphere. Right. You know what I mean? These are things that your employees got to see you do. That energy is the, the energy that your employees got to put out. Right. I can't say you need to do A, B, and C if I'm not doing it. Right. You know what you I mean? If you're the leader in the company, you can't walk in on a Monday morning with no energy and feeling sorry for yourself because you're there. Right. Expect your employees to come in to and be, work hard and be happy to be there. Without that's, a doubt. That's just not... And I think as for us, with, you know, our background as athletes, you know, it's way more motivating to work hard for somebody you want to work hard for than somebody you have to work hard for. Fact. You know what I mean? No doubt. When I get up in the morning and I want to work hard for somebody, it's way easier to work hard. Right. No doubt. But if you feel like you have to work hard. And the atmosphere is, the atmosphere is is draining. And, And that's the thing, man. And that's the type of atmosphere, you know, my whole goal was to create. 100%. This type of atmosphere. So, you know, without being super mushy, it's, it's you know, it is what it is. And we're going to keep, you know, getting better. We're going to keep, you know, shelling out that right energy. And we're going to keep growing. Now, the last thing we got to talk about. Let's get into this circuit. All right. So, we'll get going. we're going to get into this circuit. For the circuit, we have alternate dumbbell bench press. Everything is d- done within, we got four exercises. We got 30 seconds per exercise. 15 seconds of rest in between. My shoulders we have are dumbbell uh, bench, alternate dumbbell bench. We have uh, dumbbell front raises. We're going to do dumbbell curl to high pull. And then the last thing we're going to do is a wide grip pull-up. All right? The wide grip pull-up, we're going to stick around 8 to 10 reps. You know what I mean? Just make sure they're strict. You got to watch Riley. You got to make sure they're strict. You got to watch him because he's going to try to bang them out. And then we're going to be, all right? But, uh, but yeah. We're going to do that, and then we're going to have some real talk, all right? So let's get to it. I like the real talk today. Yeah, real talk, man. So we're going to hit this. We're going to hit this. We got 15 seconds. Rotate. And then we're going to get to, we're going to, get to the business. So let's go real talk, man. So we, we, we were talking about the real talk segment a little bit early. And, uh, and it, made, it made a lot of sense. You know, so for real talk, we're we going to talk about something simple, you know, a concept that, uh, you know, a lot of us overlook. And, you know, I think I think it's something that's definitely it's something that we should definitely touch um, on on a regular basis because it's that important for our segment of real talk. We're just going to talk about the thought. Right. It all starts with a thought. It all starts with a thought. Yo, you do. You got your quote of the day ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You got, you got a, you got a few minutes. I'm a freestyle. You got a few minutes. All right, front raises. You got a few minutes to figure it out. All right, but uh, 
we're going to talk about the thought, right? So, with simply put, most of us have heard, you know, use your head, you know, on multiple occasions from our parents, you know, from the teachers and coaches, without understanding the depths of it, right? So, you say use your head, most people are focusing on, you know, thought, without understanding that. There's so many different ways to look at, you know, the thought process. And what I'm going to touch on, hopefully it won't take so too, too long, but we're going to talk about conscious thinking and unconscious thinking, right? The thing is, on our day-to-day basis, our minds move a thousand miles per hour. And uh, all those thoughts are unconscious thoughts, right? That's why we have people that make rational decisions and we have people that make irrational decisions because of our mindset and the, our thought process, right? Now, when I say conscious thoughts and unconscious thoughts, we got to look at emotion, all right? So after the thought comes the emotion, right? Now, if we're unconscious about, if we're unconsciously thinking, then it's going to be hard for us to have to attach the proper emotion to whatever that thought is because we're not aware. So that's unconsciously thinking. But if we are conscious, then we have the right, you know, or we would have more control over our thoughts. Right. So the control over our thoughts will determine the emotion. And if we can control our thoughts, then we can attach the proper emotion to it, you know. And, you know, that's the difference. So that if you control that emotion, then you control the outcome. And if you control the emotion, you can control the outcome. Right. A lot of us, you know, even just looking at in general, there's a lot of folks in prison right now because they didn't change their mind they didn't change their they wasn't able to meet that thought at the door and being that they they didn't meet that thought at the door they made irrational decisions that unconscious thinking led to irrational decisions that led to irrational actions and therefore you know Right. It, that turned into a crime, if you're following me. Right? On an extreme level. you know. On an extreme level. Right. So, now, we have to talk about the thought process. Right? So, um, hopefully I'm not boring you, but there's a point to all this. So, when we have a thought, right, that thought then turns to emotion. So, with that emotion, that emotion triggers a decision. That decision then triggers an action, and that action triggers an outcome. Then triggers an outcome, right? Now, if we can start being more conscious about our thinking, then we can determine and have more control over our outcome, all right? Case in point, person says, 
They have a thought. I'm too far going in my fitness, right? That thought then turns into an emotion. They're sad, all right? That sadness then turns to a decision. This is a waste of time. If I start eating properly and I start working out, it's a waste of time because I'm too far gone. That decision then triggers an action. That action is staying on the couch and eating junk food. Right. Then that action in turn determines the outcome. You're in worse shape. You're in worse shape than you was before, right? And you know, that's the ultimate outcome we were trying to stay away from. So when we look at it, that thought just by them saying, instead of saying I'm too far gone, saying I could do this, right. you know, I can make it happen, then it triggers that emotion of happy that they're getting they're able to do it, that decision of let me get up and go to the gym and eat a salad for lunch and therefore determines the outcome of them actually making progress instead of going right. deeper into the hole that they're already in. I this think, is our last one, right? Yeah. Fly. I know. Uh -huh. Over here. I think if you can, I think a big way, you know, in that when breaking down the thought process, I think the most efficient way to go about it, which is really pretty hard, but if people can manage to do it, is save the emotion for the end. True. So, so you got a thought that should just go right into your action. So instead of thought, emotion, action, it should right. be thought, action, outcome, then emotion last. Right. But when, well, when you also, well, when you look at it, that's the thing. But that's so hard to avoid. It's hard to avoid. Because we're human, human nature. Human you know nature I mean? is going to automatically strike that emotion. Right. But I think someone do something to you, right? You feel like someone is yelling at you or they're angry with you. You can't gonna strike the emotion. It's gonna yeah, exactly. the action is only gonna come after you feel a certain way. So yeah, man. Um So I think by controlling those emotions, by consciously thinking about it and being able to see what emotion you're feeling will help you with that action step. So no doubt. You, like when you said, when you're unconsciously thinking, you're not aware of those emotions, therefore you don't really know where that thought is going to go. Right. Consciously thinking, right? Right. Then you're aware and you can make the, the right decision. Without a doubt. But it all starts with a thought, man. All start with the thought. So yeah, guys, so with our last exercise right now, our pull-ups. Pull-ups are getting tough, bro. I'm not going to lie. I'm cooked right now. <laughs> The circuit was legit. So, another day. I'm not even done yet, dude. I got two more. Yes, yes, yes. So, that's another episode of the Grind Time Experience. We're not done yet. We're going to do planks, finish off the court, and then we're going to stretch and get up out of here. But I appreciate you guys for tuning in, stopping by. Your host, Will Beckford, co-host, Riley O'Neill. If you have any questions... Definitely leave them in the show notes. Reach out to us. You can send me an email at will at groundtownfitness.com. If there's something you want us to touch on on the show, you know, we'll definitely lock in, get that done, and try to get that answer for you. And uh, we got a quote of the day. Hard work doesn't guarantee the opportunity, but what hard work does is 
guarantee that you will be ready should the opportunity comes. All right? That's Greg Chiano. I like that. That's all right. All right, again, hard work doesn't guarantee the opportunity, but what hard work does is guarantee that you already should the opportunity come. All right? This is another episode of the Grind Time Experience Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Will Beckford, my co-host, Riley O'Neill, and we'll see y'all in a week. Peace! No!